הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדרנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש המשבח את צמא. ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נא מנחן נורא מכוח חוכמה רבנו, אנחנו נפגם את שמחה. נא, אנחנו, אנחנו, אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So בעזרת השם, today we continue where we left off, in the middle of section 4 of lesson 2, with the words והאמת מאיך. We just talked about the four types of speech, the fourfold speech, what these four types of speech are. But now we're going to discuss how, how truth is shining within these four types of speech through the names Kel, Elohim, and uh, Yudke Vavke. We're going to see how. And B'zat Hashem, uh, this class is going to be for the Refua Shlema of Shmuel Ben Esther and all the Cholim of Israel. May God bring them a healing. Um, So, so we say that the truth illuminates within this fourfold speech, as we saw above, the four types of speech, the speech of tzedakah, of charity, the speech of teshuvah, the speech of returning to God, the speech of wealth, and the speech of malchut. Those were the four types. But now we're going to see how truth shines within these four types of speech. And how does it shine within this, this speech? Through these three names. Kel, Elohim, and Yudke, Vavke. Shem, Chinat, Tfilah, Betorah, Veshidochim, Vezivogim. And these three names symbolize three different things. One name symbolizes Tfilah, prayer. The second symbolizes Torah. And the third symbolizes Shidochim, Vezivogim, which is matchmaking and unions. Putting two souls together. Kel, Zebchinat, Tfilah. The name Kel, Uh, Almighty, this is the aspect of prayer. Because the name Kel connotes strength. Which is takif, powerful, and omnipotent. He, anything is in his capability. Um, as is brought down in the Zohar Kadosh, um, this idea. And through prayer, the Jewish people Uh, are called Kel. The Jewish people are called as Kel. Hashem calls us Kel, Bifrinat. As it says in Megillah, page 18, How do we know that God called Yaakov by the name of Kel? God called him Kel, as we see in the verse. Look in uh, Bereshit chapter 33, verse 20. Because look at the Chidush Rabbeinu telling us through prayer, the Jew, as if we can say such a thing, takes for himself the strength from God. Because we are nullifying God's uh, decrees. So what's the result of all this? If we pray and we're taking God's strength, then it's us, the, the, belong, the strength belongs to us now. So now we are Kel. Now the Jewish people are called Kel through prayer. Through the strength that now we have to nullify God's decrees. And the Chachamim say in the Gemara Yerushalmi Ta'anit. The Gemara Ta'anit in Yerushalmi. Kel is not a man. That he shouldn't be false. As we see, that is the verse in Bamidbar, chapter 23, verse 19. But the Gemara continues. What does it say? Um, it was not a mortal that made the words of God as if they were false. So let's see what this means. Let's see what Rabbeinu is interpreting here. 
כי על ידי התפילה מבטלים גזרותיו יתברך. Meaning through prayer, this is what it's really hinting to in this Gemara, that through prayer we're able to nullify the gzerot of Hashem, the decrees of God, and now the Jewish people are called Kel. Uh, and it's from there that speech is illuminated. Bifchinat is brought down in Tehidim, chapter 145. And they'll speak about your might, about your strength. Meaning through that strength and might, which is the name Kel, which connotes strength. It illuminates speech. Kel illuminates speech through truth. Because prayer can only be with truth. God is close to all those who call out to Him. But all those who call out to Him, in truth. Which means those who pray in truth are able to illuminate um, speech with the name Kel. Elokim, now let's do the second one. Elokim is a Torah. Elokim connotes Torah. Kemoshe Ketubah is brought down in Shemot chapter 4. You will be for him as an Elokim. As a Elokim. Uh, and what does it say over there? What is Taugumo? What's the, the Aramaic translation that Unkelus brings down for Elohim? Lerav, you'll be for him as a rabbi, a rav, a teacher. So Elohim means to be this concept of teacher. Vezel, and this is why it says in the verse, He will serve as your mouth. Which I believe is with regard to Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu that Aharon will serve as a spokesman. Meaning that this aspect of Elohim, which is the aspect of Torah, it illuminates the mouth, meaning that this Elohim, which we said earlier, is that with regard to Moshe, you will be for him as an Elohim, which Unkelus translates to be a Zarav, which means the teacher of a Torah. Then what happens as a result of that? He will serve as your mouth, meaning once you have the aspect of Torah, which is the aspect of Elohim, it illuminates the mouth, meaning speech, meaning now Aaron will serve as Moshe's mouth, because he's attained the concept of Torah. Because the teacher teaches an upright, straight path to his student with his Torah that he brings down. Chapter 15. If you extract the precious thing from the vial, you'll be like my mouth, God says. And the Torah is also an aspect of truth. So by the way, just in the verse in Yom we see over there that if you extract the precious from the vial, which is, this, which is this Torah, which a person teaches his student, which brings him out from the, um, the exile and all these impure stuff, these impure things, you'll be, you'll be like my mouth, meaning now you merit the mouth, the concept of speech through Torah. And now Rabbi is going to prove that how the Torah also is truth. Is the aspect of truth. It's brought down in chapter 2. The Torah of truth was in his mouth. So we see that the Torah is emet. And um, the, when a person attains this Torah, he's able to illuminate speech through the name Elohim. Um, or Elohim, which is the aspect of Torah, is able to illuminate speech through this concept of emet. 
Hashem is a bechinat chidushim. Yud kei vav kei is the aspect of shidduchim, matchmaking. Bifrinat, at the bottom of Bereshit, chapter 24, from God emerged the matter. Bifrinat, at it says in Mishle chapter 19, an intelligent woman comes from God, from Yud kei vav kei. So we see here this idea from that this matchmaking um, comes from the name Yud Kevavke. And this idea of matchmaking is a concept of Emet. Bifrinat Asher Inchani Bedech Emet. And Bordan Bereshit over there. Asher Inchani Bedech Emet. Who guided me in a truthful path. Which is a reference to this idea of this concept of Shidduchim. And now through this, all these three concepts, speech is perfect. Perfected. Um, but specifically with regard to the idea of matchmaking, this is how speech is perfected. Because ten measures of sikhav, speech, descended down to the world. Nine aspects of, or measures of this speech were taken by women. And the rest, the entire world took. Meaning the women possess nine of the ten measures of speech that descended into the world. As brought down in Kiddushin, chapter 49b. Or page 49b. And as long as there is no marriage bonds yet, and as long as there is no binding together between these two neshamot, then speech isn't perfect. But once they're attached and combined, then all those portions and categories of speech are perfected. Meaning, through these... Um, and by the way, before I get to the next word, meaning what we just explained, that if women took nine-tenths of speech, they're still missing that one aspect, which the rest of the world took. So as long as they're not married and there's no union between the man and the woman, between these two uh, souls, which are half until they meet, then the sikha, then speech, which, is those, which are those ten measures, isn't complete until the woman marries her husband, and then that husband has that last portion, which the woman didn't have previously, and then speech is perfected. We see that through, through these three holy names, which represent the name of Tfilah, which represent the aspect of prayer, Torah, and matchmaking, we are able to complete and perfect speech through truth. That is via truth that speech is perfected. We're able to, to perfect the fourfold speech, which is now complete through truth as we said above and the perfection of speech is the aspect of Lashon HaKodesh Rabban was saying what is perfect speech it is represents Lashon HaKodesh the holy tongue because all the languages of the nations are lacking and they don't have perfection because they are called the Lashon Ilgim the tongue of stammerers they just stammer they have no perfect tongue, the other nations, as brought in Yeshaya chapter 32. And the only language that has perfection is Lashon HaKodesh, the holy tongue. And Lashon HaKodesh is bound to Shabbat. Bifrinat is brought down in Yeshaya chapter 58. It says in the verse over there, And you shouldn't speak of weekday matters. And what did it say in the Gemara Shabbat? 
113. The speech of Shabbat should not be like the speech of the weekday. Meaning you should make the speech of Shabbat especially holy. Not speak of mundane matters. So we see that Lashon HaKodesh is specifically attached to Shabbat because Shabbat has this holy aspect of speech. Which is Vedaber Davar. Mifrinat is brought down in Bamidbar chapter 6. Kotevarechu. And what... Thus you shall bless. And what does it mean, this aspect of blessing? It's brought on Sota, page 38. The blessing takes place with this language, or occurs with this language. The Holy Tongue. That within the language of the Holy Tongue, of Hebrew, you have encompassed within that Holy Tongue, the language of the Torah, Bracha and Kedusha. Um, blessing and holiness. Because this holy tongue is, uh, this holy language is bound to Shabbat. Which we know about Shabbat is associated with it. Blessing and holiness. It says in Bereshit chapter 2. Yeah, sorry, etc., etc. It's brought over there. And he blessed the seventh day, which is Shabbat, and he sanctified it, which means that we have Bracha and on Shabbat, as we see in the verse, evidently over there. So just like Lashon HaKodesh has Bracha because it's encompassed within it, you have all the blessings and holiness. Same is true of Shabbat, because Lashon HaKodesh is attached to Shabbat. Therefore, Look at this chidush, Rabbeinu tying all these pieces together. Therefore, when Lashon HaKodesh is bound to Shabbat, Therefore, through the perfection of speech, which is Lashon HaKodesh, Through this, we're able to draw the joy of Shabbat into the six days of the week. Because the six days of the week represent sadness. Gloom. And even the, the good things, the commandments that we fulfill during the six days of the week are the aspect of sadness. Why? That it's the angel Metat which rules during the six days of the week. That God engages in the world and he governs the world through Metat, this angel. And what we know about Metat, that Metat represents the aspect of a servant. He's the servant of God. In the Zohar Kadosh, in many different places. Um, <clears throat> and what is servitude? It's the aspect of sadness. But Shabbat is the aspect of a son. That's the difference between a servant and a son. The son is the aspect of who's close to the king. In a different way than the servant. The servant represents sadness. The son is simcha. And on the seventh day on Shabbat Kodesh, then there's pleasantness, there's naicha, there's rest to those above and below. And joy is awakened. And then all those mitzvot that we perform during the sixth day of the week are able to ascend and exalt itself out of this sadness. And now we draw upon those mitzvot rest and joy. Because what are we saying? What's the difference between an Eved, which is the sixth day of the week, and a Ben, which is Shabbat, and a Son, which is, represents Shabbat? It's brought down in Bereshit, chapter 5, in Parashat Noach. 
that Noah's father gave a son, gave birth to a son, that he had a son, and he called his name Noah. Why did he call him Noah? Saying what? He will relieve us. He will console us from our work, from the toil of our hands. Meaning Noah, the concept of Noah, which is the Ben. But Ben, he called that he had a son. He called him Noah, which means Noah is the Ben, is the son, which is Shabbat. And what is the aspect of Shabbat? Meaning all our ma'asim, all our good actions will have nacham, will have like a relief, will have rest, and will be completely removed from the idvonadenu, from the sadness of the week. Shabbat. This is the aspect of Shabbat. That Shabbat is the aspect of a son, who is the aspect of Noah, which means that there's naicha, there's rest, there's Noah. And there's Nachamu, there's also consolation up there and down here. That he's consoling and bringing joy to everything from that sadness. He will relieve us and console us. Therefore, when a person merits this aspect of holy, the holy tongue, the holy language, which is the only perfect language, which is attached to Shabbat, then we're able to draw through this Lashon HaKodesh the Simcha of Shabbat and the holiness of Shabbat into the six days of the week. Because by the fact that this holy tongue is attached to Shabbat, therefore, we're able to draw the Simcha of Shabbat into the six days of the week. Now, this is why it says, and this is what it is, why it's, sorry, what is brought in the verse in Tehidim chapter 50 as we saw earlier. Where these three names are mentioned as we saw above, Kel Elokim and Yudkevavke. It says in Tehidim chapter 50, verse 1, Kel Elokim Hashem Diber. And if you say that Kel Elokim and Yudkevavke spoke, that God spoke, and all these three appellations of God spoke. But what does it mean? Kel, if you take the word Kel, Elokim and Yudkevavke, and Diber, if you add them all together, all the numerical value of all these words, you have Kel, which is 31. Which adds up to 31. Elohim adds up to the uh, value of 86. Yudkevavke is 26. And Diber is 206. If you add all those letters, to, those numbers together, Imhatevot, with the four words, El, uh, which is Kel, Elohim, Yudkevavke, and Diber. So add all those numbers that we just mentioned 206 plus 26 plus 86 plus 31 plus the four for the four words. You have the numerical value of 353, which is the same numerical value as joy, simcha. Which, why? Because Rabban was saying that because of the perfection of speech, once we have perfection of speech, which occurs through these three names, as we said above, Kel Elohim and Yudkevavke bring speech, bring perfection to Diber, which is Dibur, speech. When you have these three names that are illuminating speech through truth, now speech is in perfection, which is Lashon HaKodesh now, which means that you create the aspect of Lashon HaKodesh, and once you have Lashon HaKodesh, then we draw down joy, because Lashon HaKodesh is, drawn to, is attached to Shabbat, which is Simcha. And now, section 6, and by drawing down the holiness of Shabbat into the six days of the week, through this, we bring into revelation the simple unity of God. Now the Achdut HaPashut, the simple unity of Hashem is brought down into the world. Because during the six days of the week, we see that these six days of the week are of diverse phenomena. Meaning that there's different works at play. 
that each and every single day there's a different phenomena or a different action or a different work that is that is present. Each and every day has its own unique thing. And this is um, it's almost contrary to our human reasoning to understand this. To understand this concept with our own mind. It's impossible to grasp this with our human with our human intellect. That that different phenomena, that this diverse phenomena can be drawn from a simple unity of God's exaltedness. Of that the exalted one's simple unity is drawing these diverse phenomena. It doesn't make sense. We can't comprehend this. It's a paradox that our mind cannot wrap our heads around. Because with the sechel anoshi, with this um, human, with our human uh, intellect, it's impossible to understand how something basically finite can draw from something infinite, and how this different, how this works, etc. Shabbat. It's only through Shabbat that we merit that God gave us such a great gift, which is Shabbat. A great gift, a, a good gift I have in my treasure house, and its name is Shabbat. That this Shabbat is a great gift that God gave us. And it's only through Shabbat that it is in It's only through the Shabbat that we're able to reveal God's simple unity. Because Shabbat teaches faith of God's oneness. That we believe that all these diverse phenomena are drawn from this God's simple unity. That God created all the six days of the week. That God created everything during the six days of the week and seized and started resting on Shabbat. And rested on Shabbat. We see that Shabbat we reveal God's simple unity because on the sixth day he ceased. He stopped. It's oneness. And this revelation of the simple unity of God, um, this what we're talking about, this revelation is very precious even to God himself. We see in Brachot, uh, in the Gemara Brachot, when you have an opinion of a single person versus the public, the, the law is always like the, the many, the populace, the, the majority. Because by the fact that they are many, that each and every person has his own intellect. When there's a many, there's a group of people. Each and every person in that group has a different sort of mind, a different knowledge, which represents these diverse phenomena. There's differences. But when they agree to one understanding, when all these people come together and they agree on one simple halakha, and they come to the same conclusion, we see that these diverse phenomena are actually turning into God's simple unity. And this is so precious in God's eyes. And this is why the halakha goes by then, the majority. And also, in order not to increase strife among the Jewish people. Because if so, this is why we follow the halakha, like the, the many. Because if we didn't, each and every single person would say according to what he thought, and there would be no end to an opinion. 
and there would be so much strife among the Jewish people. And they brought down the Gemara, Baba Metzia. And this is not God's will. Because God's will is only with this idea of simple unity. Because when this um, simple unity is, is revealed down below, also above, we cause God's simple unity to be revealed up there. And brought down in, um, in the Tfilah of Mincha of Shabbat. We say this every Shabbat Mincha. You are one and your name is one. And who is like your nation of the Jewish people? That it's like one nation in the land. That is one nation in the land. Meaning, meaning through the oneness of the Jewish people down below, that through the oneness that we reveal, that the Jewish people reveal down below, meaning the oneness of God that we reveal down here, we are able to reveal that God's name is one and He is one. Meaning that we reveal His simple unity up above. And Baruch Hashem, that is where we stop today. And we'll start, God willing, next class, we'll finish off the lesson with the story. And we'll start with the story of Rabbi Eliezer Gadol. That is it for today. Maybe reveal Hashem's simple achdut um, down here and cause this unity up there and to attach ourselves to this holy uh, and the beauty, the beautiful gift which Hashem gives us, Shabbat. Hashem.